is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Welcome to the main satellite. The main satellite I am, Tamarcus, a.k.a. the Black Panther, a.k.a. the Black Skull. Um, and we have a great show for y'all tonight. Thank y'all for joining again. Uh, I'm in here with the panel. I'll let them introduce themselves. My name is Brody. I am from Goldsboro, North Carolina. I'm a Goldsborianite. I currently live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Happy to be uh here once more as a part of the main satellite looking forward to what we have going on tonight feel pretty good about it <laughs> the main satellite i swear that's the <laughs> coolest name ever my name is montoni miller aka big tone AKA the defiant one. And we're gonna have a great show as always tonight. I'm happy to be a part of it. Let's go. Shit, we don't have a specific topic tonight, but Brody brought up uh, a good idea, a good uh, topic that we can dive into. What, what was that? Right, so uh, been thinking about this for a while now. This is something that we've discussed many times over the decades. It's something you see discussed often in the uh, media, whether it's uh, virtual, online, or television, or whatever, all one and the same really now, but uh, inclusivity, inclusivity. So um, I have an idea that uh, inclusivity can be uh, a good thing. It certainly has been a good thing. And it can also be uh, a bad thing. It could be both positive and negative, depending upon who is wielding this particular uh, perspective or in some cases club there was uh i came across an article today and this is what sparked it in, in me here uh tonight at least or earlier today and it was a show uh i've forgotten what it's called <laughs> i can't recall the title of it but it's a show that is connected to barack and michelle obama i think it is broadcast or or produced with their they have a production company and i think it's it's it's, I know for a fact it's with them, so that's how it's being produced and pushed out into the world. And this, the, the basic premise of the uh, series is, is a little is a black family, a mother, a father, an older brother, and a younger sister, an older brother and a sister, his little sister. And she is evidently some sort of a genius, uh, a prodigy. And it's, uh, it looks interesting. It sounds interesting. It's, it's basically created for, for children, I'd say between the ages of five and maybe eight or nine years old. But of course, like many shows, it can be it can be broadcast or, uh, you know, pitched at a, at, a, at a broader audience. So the premise seems pretty cool. Little black girl, uh, uh, prodigy in terms of uh, all areas of science or many areas of science. She's inquisitive. She's pretty. She is dark, which is a great thing. She is a member of a family with uh, a family that has both parents, possesses both parents, the mother and the father, and an older brother. And it's, it seems to be a positive spin on this thing that we've seen a few times, but you don't see it a lot with us, with, with black and black America. You don't see it a lot with us. 
That's very, very cool. That's something that those of us who have children or nephews or nieces, nephews or nieces, or just any younger people in our lives, it'll be great for them to see this. It's fantastic. But now the downside of it is, this is where the inclusivity thing comes in, bit comes in as far as I'm concerned is this. She's got her older brother, her mother and father. Her two best friends are, as far as I can see, two white kids. One of them has, one of them has blonde hair. It's a girl has blonde hair. I don't know if she has blue eyes or not, but both kids are white. Or at least it seems that way, you know. I know for a fact one of them is. The other one, uh, they mentioned the other one's last name. It could be Cuban, could be Guatemalan, could be any number of things. But to all intents and purposes, it's a white passing uh, Latino, even if it, is a, if it is a Latino individual at all. So that, I have a, no, I'm black, that's right. <clears throat> so I have a problem with that in that, and I want to know how everybody feels about this. So I was thinking about uh, Marta Kaufman. Marta Kaufman is uh, one of the creators of Friends. And to make a long story a little bit shorter, she was interviewed here recently, and she was asked about diver the diversity of the main cast with six white women and men. And they lived in Manhattan and they had their early life or early adulthood experiences in Manhattan and all this and that. And anybody who ever watched Friends, I'm a fan of Friends. I've been watching it for more than half of my life, but you don't see a whole lot in the way of black people or of Asian people or of Latino people at all, period. Okay, you don't see a whole lot of that at all. So the interview, uh, Marta Kaufman uh, gave her, when she was asked about the diversity of the cast, he said that if I had known then what I know now, then I, I would have cast the show quite differently. But I believe that that's bullshit, okay? I believe it's bullshit. So the relation that I'm making here to this new show is, uh, they, she didn't feel, she and her partners, the co-creators didn't feel any, uh, they didn't feel any compunction whatsoever about casting a show set in Manhattan in 90s, 1990s, mid 90s America up through the, the 2000s, 2010s. Uh, a cast completely made of, uh, comprised of white people. She says now that if she knew something, if she knew what she knew, if she knew then what she knows now, she would have paid uh, attention to diversity, seeing as how Manhattan is a very diverse place, one of the most diverse places, yeah, in North in North, uh, North America, in the world, really. Uh, but I believe that that's horseshit. She says that she was, she cast it uh, to reflect her own personal experiences uh, in her of her early adulthood and those of her friends. Her friends also uh, did what's called cosign on that. They cosigned on it or whatever, right? So they all said that, but I don't believe that. So the point that I'm trying to make, the connection that I'm making here is, you have in this new show about this brilliant young black girl and her, her beautiful black family, the best friends, two of the best friends, the two best friends are white or white passing, non-black, as you said earlier, Tom. That's, that's, I have a problem with that, with black creatives, black people in general America. We are notorious for striving to include those who have never seen fit to include us. What? Uh, whether it is personally, creative, creatively, it doesn't really matter. Really matter. We have a habit of being as gung ho for others as we are for ourselves. And the truth is, I believe we, if you're a decent human being, you're gung ho for everyone, right? But you also have to understand what's what's what occurred before you, what occurred before your time. So we go out of our way to include folks who don't give a damn about including us. And we, we do it in the name of humanity. We do it in the, in the name of inclusivity. We do it in the name of 
uh, we don't have to think about it. But I wanted to know how the panel feels about that. So that is the connection I'm making there. Uh, people like Marta Kaufman, David Crane, and whoever the other partner was didn't feel the need to do that. And they're still happening right now on television, in comic books, in novels, in films, in plays, you name it, it's still happening. So how does everyone feel about that? Why did the two best friends need to be white? Well, let me let me let me jump in. I love everything you just said, man. I co-sign everything you just said. They always we as a people, you know, black people always want to do that inclusivity. And you know what? It, it not only happens on TV, it happens on a real life basis. Because let me tell you something. Whenever, you know, one of our beloved ones get killed or slain in the streets, we always say, you know, let's get along, let's get together. But when one of theirs gets slain in the street, I want fucking injustice. They should get killed. We don't do that. I'm sorry. If, some, if one of my loved ones, I'm going to come out and say, uh, I want them killed. I want, I want the same thing that was done to my family. You know, I don't go back no far as uh, um, Amber Geiger. When she slain a man in his home, because she thought she was in the wrong, she thought he was, she, he, the man was in his home. Amber Geiger and his family, oh my God, the, he's, the man that she oh, slain. Hold up, hold up, explain to the listeners who Amber Geiger is. I'm sorry, Amber Geiger was a, um, a white female cop who went inside a home that she thought was hers and she slain a black man, killed him. His name was Bochum John. And uh, she went on trial and got, she got sentenced to 10 years. The reason she got sentenced to only 10 years though, was because the brother of Bochum John gave her a hug. If you see that, it looks so disgusting to me. It pisses me off that she said, he sit up there and, and, and hugged that woman You'd have thought it was going to be the beginning of a porno show. That, that's how disgusting it was. And you know what the father of Volcom John said? He said, I don't want, I don't want no uh, harsh judgment passed upon her. He said himself, I hope that we can someday be friends. Are you kidding me? You killed my son, and now you want to be, I want to be your friend? Man, get the hell out of here, man. All I'm saying is, yes, in inclusivity. And, and, and see, I don't know if y'all looked at this too. I want to point out the Black Panther. You notice how in the Black Panther, the white FBI agent was the one who came to the rescue at the end of the movie, you know, when he was doing that simulation, flying that plane. It, it had to be a white FBI agent, didn't it? It'd be, a, you know, the good man. Uh, Harry and Tubman, was, which was, to me was a bullshit movie, to me, be honest, when I looked at it, because there was no black man. They made every black man in that movie look like a piece of shit. And they, they actually made the slave master look like he was a human being when they were the absolute worst. Same thing with, 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 with uh, Madam C.J. Walker. They made every black man in that movie look weak. So it, it's, it's being done on purpose, man. You, know, you look at commercials, like you said, Brody, all these mixed couples, white and black, Couples all over the um, the TV, movies, everywhere. And my thoughts of it is it's, it's being done on purpose to portray something, to continue to have division between men and women of color. That's what it is. Division between men and women of color. 
that's what it is, in my opinion. I agree. I firmly agree. And by the way, the name of the uh, series that I was just speaking of is called Ada Twist Scientist or Ada Twist Scientist. Sorry uh, about that tone. I just had to get it out there and be a little bit, sound a little oh, bit more cool. informed. Yeah, cool. but I, I firmly agree. How do you guys feel? As far as this, this Ada Twist Scientist stuff, I won't be tuning in. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was real um, uh, cool that they they had a you know black family and the black girl being the main character in, in this stuff and in this um, new series coming up. Um, when I was watching the trailer, but then when they showed the two best friends being um, white yeah, kids, yeah, I'm like, damn, can we have something to ourselves or or at least be the majority? You know, yeah, like. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. she's still a token in her own um, series. And like you said, we have control of that narrative. We can, we have the power to do, to, to, to do it the way we want to do it. But instead, we <laughs> make the two um, best friends white. Um, and like you said, whenever they have opportunities to mm -hmm. um, create series and shows and movies and stuff, they don't a lot of times, not not all the time, but a lot of times they neglect yeah. to put us in um uh, in the spotlight like we do for them. Um, I think it's fucked up. I think it's um mm -hmm. like you said, it can be a positive thing and it can be a negative thing. Um, with that show and so many others, I think it's akin to how Joe Biden is um and and uh, his administration are trying to appease the GOP when he'll yeah. never have a, approval. He'll never have uh, approval from, from them. You know, they'll never give him a pat on the back. They'll no. never look, they'll never no. love him. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, so why, why are we trying to uh, appease them when it comes to our um, things? You know, let's, let's just, let's just create. And if it feels natural to put, um, someone of a different race in a role in, in one of our series, movies, novels, or whatever, then do it, but don't force it. Yeah. That yeah, that right. that I uh agree. I agree. That uh Ada the scientist that feels forced. It does feel very forced. Yeah. And it also feels um insulting uh to have a show that is centered on a young black girl who is a uh prodigy, a genius. And she already has, okay, so she needed a best friend or sidekicks. Well, she's got one built in. The older brother could have been her uh, 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 partner, yeah. partner in crime or a partner in success or in brilliance, you know? I'm wondering um, how many lines he's going to that, have. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I, you know what? He, I hate to think he will be the wise, a wise cracking sort of a sidekickish sort of individual. Mm. I hope that's not what happens, but it feels like that is what might end yeah. up happening. And even if it isn't, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and even if it isn't, um, she had a built-in uh, partner in crime, partner in success. Her older brother. They could have uh, given her another sister or another little a little brother. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And they could have been her best friends. Siblings can be best friends yeah. as well. Okay. Or if if she had to have. Uh, sidekicks or best friends why weren't they black and, and noticeably black I have no problem some of my best friends are people of other races okay I don't have a problem with that at all but it's not forced 
it's not a forcing and it's not something that anybody feels uh nobody feels they need to force it i guess what i'm saying i know what i'm saying is i wonder a question that I have about this is, okay, so we have this thing that we do in America, Black creatives. Uh, we strive to include people who have who have no, they don't want to include us. They don't care about it because we're not a natural part of life for them, okay? So it's like with Marta Kaufman and David Bright, David S. Crane, uh, uh, Crane, Mark uh, Kaufman and Bright, I believe, who created Friends. The truth is they wouldn't have done anything different when it came to the casting of that show because all white was their default. Exactly. All white was their default. That's how they viewed the world, right? Mm -hmm. And I get that that can happen with people, but they also grew up in motherfucking New York. They also grew up or, or grew came to be as adults, I should say, in Manhattan. It's a very racially diverse very. place. So it's, if it is if it is the only thing they knew, if that's what they knew that they picked from to illustrate, then that's a, it's a result of what they chose. They chose to have it happen that way. I have white friends. I have Latino friends. We all do. Okay, and family members and so on and so forth. But we don't choose to have them there. It just happens fucking yeah. naturally. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it happens naturally. So if that was their collective experience on screen, then it's a result of choices they made. That is the default. If the girl had to have sidekicks or had to have uh, uh, partners in success or crime, why couldn't they have been black? Why for a change can't that be, especially when it is a, it's a series that's aimed at kids. This is what you can do. This is what you can do to succeed. This is how you believe in yourself, right? These are your peers. These are your family. These are your teammates. These are your friends. So every now and again, we ought to be allowed to do that. But we're, we are either not allowed or we feel that we aren't allowed. And I wonder if the genesis of this show ended up being the idea, the initial idea, ended up being the final product. Because either either uh, 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 direction is possible. It could be that the creators felt the need to uh, 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 be inclusive, right? And to say, okay, well, the world's not all black and brown people, so we're gonna do that. And we're gonna include them even if they don't wanna include uh, specific types of, of white people. Or it could have been the, the, the initial idea when it was presented, the studio, the production studio, no, we can't have that because we can't have them, you know, quote unquote, them, certain, certain sorts of people, white people, feeling excluded so you got to put some of us in there somewhere but the problem is you have different kinds of individuals on both sides of this so it's, it's, it's just as possible that the creators wanted to be inclusive because that's what they're about right naturally mm -hmm. as it is that they did they wanted to allow us like mark said to have something to ourselves yeah. for exchange but the studio was like you know what no that's not going to fly we got to have everybody feel like they're a part mm -hmm. of this no doubt, and no doubt the, the, the studio heads, the ones who hold most of the power are probably, or a good amount of the power are white. Jason, how do you feel about that? I'm not really familiar with uh, this person you were speaking of. They are a, uh, they're a writer for a show, you say? Yeah, yeah uh, she, uh, the woman, the white woman. Oh, she's a white woman? She's, well, well, the person, the people who created this show about the little girl, they're people of color. Okay, there are many different, they, they are people of color primarily. But the woman that I was talking about, the uh, the other, her partners, uh, they created Friends back in the 90s. All right, okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, from what I've heard, I was actually, I, I tried to check out the reunion show. I didn't really watch a lot of Friends, but I tried to uh, catch, I guess, like the cliff notes, you know. I'm, I was kind of familiar with the show because it was such a big hit. Well, I'm, I'm hearing New York. Here in Manhattan, 
And uh, I think in New York, I mean, it, it seemed like a huge melting pot of different types of people, right? It's a, uh, I mean, it's Jewish community and it's a Puerto Rican community. And we got hip hop, you know, you know, we got um, white people, uh, Chinese. So, I mean, I feel like you could just walk out your house living in certain cities and you'll see all of that. So from what I'm hearing, you're saying the show, she was asked if she can if, if, if she could do it again, but she introduced like people of color, like make the show go next door to maybe, or have an interaction. You're, you're, you're coming in from work, you bump into somebody and introduce maybe different pop culture people that were maybe popular at the show, bring on special guests. Like I remember shows where it was like Martin, for example. And they introduced different types of people on the show. I mean, it was a predominantly African-American show, but in Detroit, <laughs> it's, a, it's a melting pot, just like New York. And I think New York probably more or less is more. So she was asked if she can do it all over again. She said she would introduce more of a, a offering. <laughs> yeah. She said, yeah, she said the catch. Yeah, pretty much. She said she would um, uh, cast the show differently. So instead of six white people, uh, there may be there, there will probably be some people of color in there. But as you just said a moment ago, it's not as if uh, Manhattan just became culturally fucking diverse. There you go. That's exactly right. You know, okay. it's been like that. it's been like that uh -huh, for some uh -huh. time. Go ahead, Jason. So yes, you have. I mean, uh, I heard a lot of different things. I don't know if we're still talking about the show in general. But then you kind of spoke on a lot of feelings that I had about uh, a lot of mentioned biracial couples having different uh, friends, uh, different races, just us in general. I mean, just average people. I mean, we, we work with different people. We, <laughs> we interact with different types of people every day. So I can get that, you know. Um, I don't know what other, I'm not really familiar with any more of her work, but in general, I mean, I would definitely like to see more representation of us, you know, uh, in Hollywood. I mean, I, I feel like we're so big as a culture where people are always looking at what we're doing, believe it or not, to move everything. Commercially, I mean, everywhere you look, you know, we, we're, we're being looked to, you know, we're, there's some type of they're pulling something from what we're doing and they're being inspired. So it's like, so why can't you get these type of stories in Hollywood? It's a, it's, a, it's like a stereotype with us. It's, it's always a certain film. It's, I know we like Marvel films, you know, I, I would love to see, you know, movies where, you know, we can actually be in situations where we could come out and be that go-to guy, you know, we the one being looked to, to provide the mental muscle. It's, it's like, we always the brawn, you know, like why can't we come in and save the day sometime? You know, you need the red wire, you know, you got a bomb about to detonate and explode and you know, who we got to call in to detonate the bomb, you know, why can't we pop up in there? You know, so it, it definitely relies on us. Um, I know there's a lot of great schools out there. You know, I'd like to see some, you know, more uh, you know, representation for Muslim film. Uh, we had brought up something probably weeks ago. We were talking about some famous actor, actress, or something was 
gonna donate a lot of money to a certain, maybe it was an HBCU or something. They were gonna try to create a, a big film academy, kind of try to pull a lot of writers and creators so we can get, right, right, right. So I mean, if we were to get some more of that, you know, we'd be able to you know, take, uh, Take take our destiny in our own hands, you know, and, and be able to create these type of roles that we, we, we dream about, you know, dream, you know these roles that you know we like to. It's got to be us, you know. I mean, who's not represent us like us? But then you were talking about how then you know it's we are depicted in films. It's feeling like it's it's forced more or less. Like I didn't see the Harriet Tubman movie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That resonated with me, bro, bro. You, you ain't missing nothing. Be honestly, you ain't missing nothing. I, I promise. Yeah, you were telling me, Tom, like, you told me, you know, how it was like Harriet Tubman was like, and then the, the black characters in the film, you know, how they were just telling the story. And we're at a pivotal point in history where it's like we, we kind of got through a point in time where a lot of racial issues have been introduced to our country. And a lot of schools, a lot of areas. Is, 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 is kind of flirting with the idea of teaching type of, you know, a critical race theory more or less, you know? So it's like, I feel like if I was a, a, a professor, if, if I was a white professor or Asian or whatever, Harriet Tubman is a hero. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? That's an American hero to us, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you could be a professor or a teacher wanting to introduce maybe your, 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 your students to a, a, a hero, and then they got her being depicted as a, you know what I mean? Like she can't even be the hero in a slave film, you know what I'm saying? In her own, her own story, yeah. She was Black Moses, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. She, what she did for us was amazing, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's frustrating, man. I'm glad I ain't see it. When I saw it up there in my queue, I just, I'm like, I, I know they ain't gonna do it right. You know why they didn't do it right though? Because it was made by white people, white producers, and a white director. It was all white. They had, and then the, they had the audacity to cast a non-foundational uh, black American as the and the lead role. And this woman, this woman, hold on, this woman got on Twitter before she got the part. It was like six months before she was casted. She said. She said a very negative thing about black um, American black women. She said, y'all need to stop putting uh, weaves and things in y'all hair. Y'all look stupid. It was very negative. And, and people was, because I think, honestly, Viola Davis should have had that role, in my opinion. But not her. She said a lot of negative thing about black American women. That's why. Because, and she's not even from, you know, a foundational black American. That, that that and I had to just I have a problem with her saying negative thing about our women and then going on and, and play one of our historic, you know what I'm saying, heroes. You said that this was created by uh a staff of white people, a yeah. team of white people or whatever. Yeah. Um you know shit. Um what could 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 we expect coming from there you, you know? Yeah, but yeah. when but the thing is that the question is like when we have the opportunity to to create the narrative, to create the characters, to 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 do the writing and directing and all that stuff, when we have the opportunity to have control, we don't take advantage of it. 
like um uh what was it the the movie you mentioned earlier uh madam cj walker yeah um so when we had opportunity yeah we had our opportunity you know to 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 write it the way we needed to write it she put a whole lot of um uh false drama in there like a whole lot of reality tv type drama queen bullshit in there that really didn't fucking happen in real life exactly um yeah as if the woman's life wasn't brilliant enough and interesting enough on its own. She didn't have no, and then you know what? They always too, too, Mark, they added LGBT. That woman's daughter was never depicted as being a, a gay woman. That that didn't happen. I looked that up myself. Nor nor did her and the woman who put her on, I forgot her name, uh, but she was also winded up being a black millionaire as well. Um, they weren't at arms like they made them out to be, like they were mortal enemies. Like they, they made all that up. They were friends. Yeah. They didn't have a, a feud over um they didn't have a colorism feud. Nope. Um so the thing is like the question that Brody is saying, like when we have the opportunity to to when we have control, why do we feel like we have to put in those stereotypes like that or inject forcefully inject white people in there? You know, uh, <laughs> so I need to make an addendum. I'm going to make a uh, an addendum here. And thinking about it now, us discussing it, and what you and I were talking about earlier, Mark, it makes perfect sense now. So the creators, uh, the writer, her name is a woman named Andrea Beatty of this At A Twist scientist. She is a white woman. And this, this uh, series is based on a series of books that she's written. The illustrator is a guy named David Roberts. He's an Englishman or a person who is from Europe. Uh, and uh, Samaria in Europe, and his name is David Roberts, and he is also white. So that is the addendum. It makes sense now. And listeners, I apologize. I thought it was something else. I had, I had to, I looked this up, and I had the creators mixed up. Uh, there was there's an Encyclopedia Brown character, and so I know that, that those creators are black. The writers black, and X, Y, and Z. So my apologies, apologies for that, listeners, and to the panel, my apologies. But still, um, it makes more sense now thinking about it that these, this, this character, uh, this, this series was not created by anybody of color or is, is being produced by the production company that the Obamas uh, created. At least they, they given an attempt at inclusivity by making a main character black. That's, that's what's, what you just explained there. Um, and maybe, maybe it's, it happened in reverse. Like you said, like when we were thinking it was a team of black people who had control and they went to to the execs and they were like, nah, 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 let's put some some white people in there. Maybe it was the reverse. Maybe these white people had all white cast and, you know, some of the execs were black or or people of color. And they were like, nah, you got to put somebody of color in there. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to say I wanted to say something if I could. I wanted to give a big shout out to Denzel Washington for introducing we don't see a lot of new black faces, right? And he introduced this main character. Brody, maybe you can look it up because I don't have a computer in front of me. But he introduced this brand new character. She's a female in this uh, black movie with Michael B. Jordan in it. And she's brand new. And she's never been seen on film before. And so for him, because he's the director of it, to introduce a new black face, I give him tremendous, tremendous credit and big ups to that. I, I really think that's true. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good movie. I'm gonna watch it. I think I've seen what you're talking about. Yeah, I've I've seen it, but I've 
Y'all know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm looking it up now. Um, I know what you're talking about. It's you got a lot of goddamn screen credits here, so. <laughs> yeah, I know it, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot. I, I can't find it. But I, I have, um, I know what you're talking about. I hadn't heard of her before. Before, uh, Brown skinned young woman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Natural hair, ain't got no perm. You know, it, it was just beautiful to see. And she's the main character. He's in love with her. And they got a bunch of women around him. But, you know, from what I can see, it looks like, you know, Michael B. Jordan is still in love with her. And he's she's the one that he wants. So whatever. It's just it's just nice to see, you know, a new a new black face. on. It is. And I saw uh, I saw a trailer for that or a teaser for that just a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. So I'm looking at the series of books now. It turns out in the books, she is, Ada Twist is, is black. She's black. Um, but I don't doubt that uh, these people, uh, the creators, uh, I don't doubt that there was some some concern about that uh, in terms of the higher ups. Maybe maybe they were, maybe she was asked, why are you writing? Why are you writing? Why is this person? Why are you creating, illustrating and writing a, a character who is, who is, um, who isn't white? What do you know about writing little black girls? And what do you know about writing their families and what their perspective is and X, Y, and Z? So I'm pretty sure um, that there was some, that there might've been some pushback. I'm confident there was some pushback. And it sounds like uh, she and her co-creator uh, stood there, they stood firm and what, where it is that they were. But even with that, um, so the two characters, it, it is commendable, it's commendable. It's also commendable of the Obamas to, 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 to aim this out into the world, to assist with this. That's great. Our little girls and little boys and some of our older boys and girls and men and women need to need to see that. But I think it's commendable what she and her co-creator did. I do, in terms of creating this character. But why not just make the whole cast black? You already have the main cast being black. Um, what you mentioned earlier, Mark, about is she still a token? Yeah, she still comes off as a token. I, I guarantee the majority, I don't believe, I'll say, <laughs> that the majority of the time she will be around her family. I think it'll mostly be focused on her and what she and her, her friends are doing. And the family will be there every now and again. But I don't, I don't believe, I've never read any of the books, uh, but I don't believe that the family will feature as prominently as her friends will since the show is focused on her, her primarily. So they're still white. So I can't, um, obviously I can't tell this woman or her co-creator what to do with their creation. But if you're gonna do if you're gonna do it that way, why not just go the whole hog? Their mentality is different, Brody. They have a different mentality, so they wouldn't even think to do it all one way or the other. They're gonna always include their own. That's one thing about other races other than black is unity. They have unity and a code of conduct. We don't have a code of conduct. Therefore, we don't have a lot because you know. You know, thinking about it, back in the day, a lot of people didn't tolerate snitching. And, you know, to this day and age, uh, snitching is being praised right now by our race. So there's no code of conduct. There's a code of conduct in other places, and they fell right in line with that code of conduct when they cast those two other non-Black people in that cast. Speaking for myself, I can't be too upset about that. Uh, I think it's commendable that they um, made an attempt for in inclusivity. Not an attempt. They dove right into it and made the, the, the main character and her family Black. Um, I can't be too mad at it because 
we got a lot of people who are black who put out a whole bunch of bullshit is that that is detrimental to us as a fucking race shout out tyler perry because everything tyler perry put out is very detrimental to us it's always bad negative come on man cheating on it i thought you cheating. were saying like you shout out to him like a, a positive shout out no 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 because because you had just said you had just stated it um a lot of people putting out bullshit that that, that, are, that are people of color and that's detrimental to our race and then i said shout out uh tyler perry meaning he's the one he's one of the guys that you're talking about that put out bullshit and detrimental to our race because they all he got mad women men black men always cheating on women black women always cheating on men it's a whole bunch of drama like that's what our race is made of i don't like that because it's always his aim and his movies and his shows i understand he does put a lot of black people on but the fact that he sits up there and make it all negative instead of a lot more more positive you know i i I just can't rock with that and i watch him to know I, i i feel where you're coming from but i don't think it's all negative um I don't even though I, 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 you know, the most of the stuff he put out is not my cup of tea. I still think that he um, does a whole lot of positive, positive things for black women and black people in, in general. I just think that he needs to he needs to broaden his um, his uh, ideas and let some other people come in and write some things. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, dive into some science fiction and and. Uh, fantasy a little bit too you know it ain't all got to be about relationship drama but you know i i tyler perry i i I, i'm still i'm rooting for him i'm i'm he don't need me to root for him because he uh, i'm he a damn billionaire or if he ain't a billionaire he close to being a billionaire um he don't need me to root for him but i'm i'm i I want him to do some science fiction fantasy sci-fi horror type stuff i'm still waiting on that tyler come on come through yeah and you got and you got the biggest studio in america he has the biggest studio in atlanta georgia i rolled by it a couple of times it's 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 freaking phenomenal guys if you ever get a chance to be in atlanta just fly by it's it's beautiful it's beautiful to see also tyler if you listen to this um it's okay to have other people write it's okay to come up with the idea but have other people collaborate or write with you. That's how uh, great great things are created in that manner. Mm-hmm. Not every script needs to be written by you because you will find that you have pigeonholed yourself into one specific area, one thing you know of, and it's what you do well, uh, depending upon your audience and what you think your audience desires, what they want, but uh, it'll also cause you to be a bit stale to everyone else. You know, and, and and I'm sure your audience, you want your audience to be a little yep. bit more expansive, as, as expansive as it can be. I'll say that. It's, it's okay to introduce the idea. And there are a lot of talented uh, Black uh, creators out there in the world. There are a lot of talented Black uh, uh, musicians, a lot of talented uh, Black writers, people who uh, uh, um, put together scores, props designers, uh you know you name it now i'm not saying that he doesn't choose those people already i'm sure he does but you know you can work your way from the top all the way down have other people write right for you you know that's all right it's still a tyler perry production just give them their props where they need where they're necessary do some science fiction do some fantasy do some horror 
do some no do do anything mm -hmm. uh that's not what you've been doing although if it's working for you then i can't i can't um put you down on that but there are people in the world who are waiting like you were saying mark and like you were just saying tone we're rooting for you but we need in order for us to root for you in a more uh energetic manner we need to you have all kinds of people who absorb many kinds of uh, entertainment in order for us to be more on top of what you do mm -hmm. and you have to produce something that uh, a, a wider vista that reaches a wider vista of people like a, a more expansive audience or crowd so but keep doing what it is you do just be broader with it if you can mm -hmm. and if you can't there are people in the world who can who can um, help you broaden your horizons nailed it Thoughts exactly. Mm -hmm. Go to do it. Find somebody who can. That's right. <laughs> you definitely got the resources to do it. Right. He does. Yeah, Black Hollywood. And yeah, he's very he proud does. of. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Oh no, I was just saying. You know, Atlanta. I mean, that's 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 the mecca. That's Black Hollywood right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paris Studios. I mean, he knows he's made a success with the mm -hmm. film he wrote. I'm not gonna knock them for the films. I mean, I'm ready to see something else. I, I wasn't a fan of dresses and all that, but hey, you know, that's what he was, you know, that's that's his life. Yeah. Really good at writing those type of films with relationships and whatnot. But hey, like y'all like said, you know, it, you may not know how to write those films, but you know, open the door for somebody else that can you know, utilize those resources and you know, expand the brand, you know, just, mm -hmm. just, just all I want is just some good quality. <laughs> you know, don't, yeah. don't, don't uh, at the expense of making a good film, yeah. just put out some crap. But and you also get some people that's hungry that, you know, get some internships, you know, get some internships, create opportunities where you can bring people to come in there and learn the film, you know, learn to hold the lights, learn to hold the boom mic, roll some wires, come in there and, you know, learn how to write film. And, I think that'll be, man, if I could have take a, 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 if I could have been in high school and take a field trip to the studios and have Tyler Perry or have his people just tour the studios, if I was a creator, if I wanted to get into film, if I was thinking about going to Howard or going to a university, you come to Tyler Perry Studios? Yeah. Can you imagine? That'll give you so much hope, man. they give you mad hope. Think about all the kids, you know, the kids that grew up, you know, maybe been the comics or, the kids that like to write sci-fi or you know, romance novels or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, to be able to come up there and have that opportunity, tremendous. So it's on us, you know. It is. And you're also allowed to indulge more than one sort of audience as a creator. You're allowed to indulge more than one sort of audience. Tyler Perry started off, and this is no, uh, no shit on you, Tyler, if you ever happen to hear this. We think you do a phenomenal job at what you do. But, um, you know, he was very good at getting the church crowd, the religious crowd to begin with. He started off with the plays, and then he expanded beyond that point. And that's great. He does it really, really well for the audience that he, it's what he's interested in. So it's what he writes and produces. And it's obvious he really enjoys it because look at the, the, the girth of, his, uh, of what he produces, okay? Uh, but, and look at the longevity. He's got a, he's got a lot in terms of longevity. But there's, uh, I won't say that, that that particular line is tapped, but he knows he can do it. So I wonder if he's ever, uh, 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 
I wonder if he ever feels the need to engage in a different way with his audience, with his own creativity. Um, it is possible. So it's okay to uh, indulge more than one kind of audience. Um, because your your base, your 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 day ones, as they say, are always going to be there. They're going to be there. Whatever it is you do, they're going to be there. So if you decide you want to create science fiction or horror or fantasy, or you want to get into animation, whatever it is you want to do, Afropunk, Afrofuturist work, whatever it is you want to do, um, those people won't leave. They may not all get it, as they say. They may not all understand it, but they are still there with you. And while they, some of them may not get it, they will have folks in their lives who will. So that is you broadening your horizon. That is you broadening your audience. I have a, um, an actual example of that, Mark. This is why I didn't want it removed, the mistake that I made earlier, even though it's still valid in some ways. So Shonda Rhimes, Shonda Rhimes, who created ER. Uh, God, she's created quite a few shows. Um, and she's a black woman. And she has, she has black people in her cast, but she is big on inclusivity. So she has Sandra Oh, she had the McDermott guy, I believe his name is, or the guy that they call McDreamy, the white guy, uh, and several other members of her cast uh, of, on all of her shows who are um, non-black and who are white. And those tend to be some of the more popular characters, not always, but they tend to be uh, by, by and large. Uh, I think it's a good thing being inclusive. I do, but I think it needs to happen, as we were saying earlier, naturally. And then you have, uh, uh, on the opposite end of things, you have people like Issa Rae. Issa Rae, uh, who created the show, I think it's called Insecure. Uh, most of her cast is Black. Uh, you know, most of her cast is Black. And I think she cast, I think she cast what she knew. I think she saw fit to cast rather what she knew, what she knows, that is to say the sorts of people that she's encountered and her friends and family members. And I also think it was uh, done with intention. It was done with, with real intention or intent. It was done the way that the cast is, uh, what the cast looks like, uh, the sort of stories they tell. Uh, she just, she's decided to tell the locations uh, they decide to shoot in. I think that's very intentional. So you have two sides, not necessarily two sides of the same coin, but certainly there's a strata there. Certainly there's a, a spectrum sort of a situation. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of a black creator who, in terms of television or film, who cast solely uh, white or non-black people, but I'm sure that those folks are out there. Mm -hmm. So Shonda Rhimes is a, is a really great example. Um, Grey's Anatomy, uh, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head, but she's got a whole empire of shows a whole slew of them and most of them are multi multi uh multi-racial in terms of cast and story i would like to see her create just one show uh, i don't think there is just one show at the moment with an all-black cast and 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 continue to tell the same sorts of stories with the same sort of verve and brilliance and irreverence that she always brings to the table she always brings to bear she and her team but just have it be an all black cast to see how that works. If you bring those same tools to bear, you don't, you probably don't have to worry about it being successful. Is she independent? Critically anyway, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe she is. I, well, I think at one point she was, but I believe she might be now, but she is attached to larger studios. Yeah, they might not allow her. 
to do an all black cast is what I'm saying. I think if she latch on to somebody like Tyler Perry, though, he might allow it. Maybe. But why y'all why y'all think he ain't touching those films? Like they tell me. Do I type of prominent thing? I mean, it, I'm just thinking like it's crazy, like you probably don't own her estate. You know, like do you think these Hollywood entities, you know what I'm saying, they own the story, they own the rights <laughs> to the point where we couldn't even put out a good story about some of our prominent figures. I mean, I feel like we could take this conversation a whole other direction, but I'm just thinking Harriet Tubman, my goodness, I'm still stuck on that, man. Like how she wasn't, she wasn't the hero. She wasn't the hero in the film, man. Tone. That resonated with me, bro. I feel you, man. I, I, because because when I looked at it, like, and I was looking at mostly bits. I, I was already disgusted with it. The thing they got a, a character now, a black man named Big Alone, that was a slave chaser. A black man. I'm talking about real black. And then if you go back and look at that time and era, there wasn't black slave chasers at that point when she was around. And they had her chase, had him chasing her throughout the movie. And it was, it was really her. It, they made it almost like a love story between her and her slave master. And, you know, she was ready. She, you know, to me, they should have had it with, with that shotgun around more often, ready to pull it out. Cause the way, the way she was, when you read about her, she would have shot any white person that was trying to come against her and try to free slaves or whatever. But they tried to make it like it was a love story. And like her slave master really like saved her mm, in the story. Damn. Yeah, man, go look at it, man. If you, I, I mean, I know mm. you don't want to, man, but I'm telling you, man, that's what made I me have, marry. That's what made I have, me marry. Because... I mean, Spike, I'm thinking like Spike made a good Malcolm X. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like Mike, he, Spike did a good Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Why? Right. Haven't we made a good Harriet? You know, why Why aren't we making these films good? You know, why Why aren't we touching it? Why aren't we touching well, these films? I, I like to see it. I like to see I, Tyler Perry challenge himself. And, and, I agree with that. I, agree with that I, know that I know that Spike Lee, um, while at the beginning of, I don't know what he's doing now. I can't lie. I don't want to put out any more um, uh, uh, things that I'm not 100% sure of on this or confused about. But I know that even when he started off, okay, so I know he was connected to a um, a large studio. He needed to be connected to a studio to get, you know, to get the way he wanted to be eventually. I don't know what that what that looks like now, but I, I think he was very adamant in terms of his ideas and in terms of uh, the, the form of presentation he chose, what he wanted his characters to look like, what he wanted them to sound like, what they needed to live what their dialects were, right? What their backgrounds were and what their struggles and successes and things of that nature were, <clears throat> excuse me. So Spike Lee, um, I believe he, he gave every fuck, as they say, but because he gave every fuck in terms of presenting his stories to this studio or these studios, he didn't give a fuck at all. So he was both, because he was so adamant about his visions, he didn't give a fuck what he had to do or say to have his stories, to find a way to tell his stories. 
Oh, uh, when it gets to the range. Yeah, he had to. And I think after after his first, after the first film or so, I would imagine that once the studio heads saw how powerful his films were, but less than that, more how much money they made. Because they probably didn't expect his, his movies, his films to make very much anywhere money. When they saw the number of black asses, those films and white asses and Asian asses and Latino asses and all kinds of ass that these story, the story put in seats, I think a light bulb flashed. Okay, well, we would continue to allow him to do what he wants to do because he's got that, uh, he's got that thing, that thing you can only say in French. You know, he's got that, that certain something, right? And they allowed him to continue making movies. So it, it was a mutually beneficial relationship. This is what I am assuming. Uh, thinking about, uh, I don't know that there has been a very, thinking about what you said, Jason, uh, and what you were talking about earlier, Tom. I don't, I can't recall thinking about it now. And I've seen a few of them, a, a good, an exceptional Tubman film. I can't recall one. Seeing as how I haven't seen the film, film you're talking about, Tom, the one we're discussing at the moment, you and like now it. I don't want it. I'm telling now you. Now I don't want to see it. Now I don't want to see it, but I want to see it. Right. Just to see what you're talking about. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to have, um, you have to not, you have to give so much of a fuck that you don't give a fuck. I think that's what uh, Issa Rae's about. I think that's what she's doing. I think Tyler Perry has been doing the same thing for a while. It's just that what it is he does, we're not, the sorts of stories he tells, we're not exactly, uh, uh, you know, and love with him, but right. he has been doing it. You know, he is bold um, and and powerful in his way. I know that there are a few other creators who are like the black creators who are like that, who aren't uh, thrown off by inclusivity or the demand of it when it comes to their work. But I, I, I say that we need more of them. We need more of them. We need more, and and not just in film, but in uh, in music as well. Mm-hmm. TV, music. Um. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. So, two a uh, couple words uh, stuck out that you just said that 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 makes a great segue into something in the same vein, but a little little different. Uh, we mm-hmm. said bold and powerful. I think mm-hmm. bold and powerful. Um, <laughs> and I want to bring this up because the main satellite. Is the motherfucking eye in the sky, and nobody is shrouded from its view. Nobody, right? Not even me. You can't hide. You can't hide. Not even me. You know, <laughs> main satellite see me too. They call out my bullshit. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh oh. <laughs> I love we, we, everybody. Everybody in America loves Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. but he got some bullshit with him. Mm. <laughs> he got some bullshit mm. with him, man. Mm. <laughs> Sam, man, I, I love you, man. I, I love you, but you got this new movie coming out called uh, The Protégé. Mm-hmm. The Protégé uh, has uh, um, you in it and, and this actress named Maggie Q and Michael Keaton. Um, Let me give you a little summary of what the protege is about real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Rescued as a child by the legendary assassin, Moody, 
who was Samuel L. Jackson, and trained in the family business. Anna, who was Maggie Q, is the world's most skilled contract killer. But when Moody, the man who was like a father to her and taught her everything she needs to know about trust and survival, is brutally killed, mm. Anna vows revenge as she becomes entangled with an, with an ignatic, God damn, she becomes entangled with an, I get tongue-tied saying it. it, 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 it <laughs> yeah, I get tongue-tied yeah. saying that. With that type of killer, who is Michael <laughs> Keaton, whose attraction yeah. to her goes way beyond cat and mouse. That confrontation turns deadly, and the loose ends of a life spent killing will weave themselves even tighter. So Maggie, she looks white but she's from Hawaii. Samuel Jackson is the sidekick, like always. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. white woman is the star of the movie. Sam L is always playing the sidekick to white folks. Mm-hmm. And he has a massive amount of, of power and respect mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't he... Um, why why does he continue to take roles like that? Why doesn't he exercise his power and influence? Yeah, what do y'all think about? Um, well, I wanted to, uh, and I, I've done a lot of talking here, but but I do want to ask this to make sure I heard you right because I hope I didn't hear you right. Frankly, a part of that synopsis reveals, and by the way, we should say, uh, Mark and I uh, saw this uh, preview this trailer during our uh, suicide run, <laughs> suicide squad run. And uh, we both had immediately the same thought when it came to this. Yet another film where a white or white passing person is the center of attention. Uh, but when we saw the trailer, when we spoke about it later on, both of us simultaneously came to the conclusion that Samuel's character was going to die. He was going to gift. This is what we said, right, Mark? Die early on in the movie. Die early on in the film. And she uh, would reveal herself to be to him, possibly, probably, before he dies, before he expires. Damn, I'm good. But I have been good in various ways, but I could have never been as good as you. And then promptly dies after that to to elevate her. Her, her her effectiveness, her deadly nature, you know, her her, her skill set. So I want to make sure I heard you right. In that synopsis, you said that his character dies. Yes. Mm. Yes. That is a brutally is killed. That not, is that not exactly what the fuck we predicted upon seeing this two and a half minute trailer? Yeah. In the theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this, this is crazy. what this is about. We were literally talking about it as it was happening. <laughs> The trailer was going on. We were t- this is what's going to happen. And it happened. I would love to say I'm surprised and I'm shocked, but I'm not because Samuel has a history of uh, being, as you said, Mark, a sidekick. Yeah. A wisecracking sidekick. Somebody who does not possess his own agency. And any agency he does possess comes at the behest, uh, whether it's unintentional or, or grudging of the main character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, th- let me let me say this. This is all damn near a replay of a movie that he did almost thirty years ago called "The Long Kiss Goodnight." He mm. was the sidekick to yeah. what's her name, 
Gina, I can't remember. To a, is it Gina, Gina Davis? Davis? Yeah, he was the sidekick mm-hmm. to her. Who Gina yep. Davis? Who's a, who's a who's a great actress, but she's white. Um, mm-hmm. he was the sidekick to her, and in, and and she was an action hero in that movie. She was a mm-hmm. skilled. Uh, I remember at, that fucking movie. Yeah, skilled yeah. at beating up. Yeah. Uh, large amounts of men and killing them and all that other mm. kind of stuff, and he was like the um, sidekick, like like in like mm. in this movie. And Pulp um, Fiction, he was a sidekick in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, motherfucking Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, Did y'all know his name in Django? <laughs> Django, oh god. god damn! I had to, I had, I had to look it up. God damn. I had to look it up. So good, it's amazing how good he played that part. But he was still a fucking sidekick. Yeah, still was a sidekick. Side yeah, yeah, damn, he was. was. Still was a sidekick, absolutely. Mm. And, and in Star damn. Wars, he was Star- a sidekick. Damn. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, by the way, who who died brutally? Mm, yeah. Who yeah. died brutally yeah. while trying to do good? God damn it! Uh, oh wow! Now this is a theme here we got going damn, on. Damn, Sam. Yeah, I mean, did. like, if if well, that's your thing. If, if if that's your thing, if 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 you don't want to uh, take on the responsibility of being the headliner, can you do it in some black movies sometimes? Mm. Damn. Or at least in a leading role. Yeah, we want to see you leading, man. We want to see you being the the the, the main character sometimes. Like we Shaft were, won't we shit. Were, we were, I ain't seen. I seen this. I, I saw the first one. The first <laughs> I one was, was about to say Shaft. Yeah, the first one was okay. It was all right. But 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 in hindsight, it won't shit. I haven't seen the second one because I know it ain't shit. Other than that, when have you been the main character, Sam? It's my duty. That was the tagline. Yeah. Like, it's my duty to please that booty. <laughs> oh, snakes on a plane. Uh, he was the main character. That was that was a fucking. That was, that a, was shit. a joke. Yeah, though. yeah that, that was, was a joke. joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, any sound. films where he, where he, in which he was the main character who wasn't a, uh, a sidekick of some sort to someone. And I'm drawing a blank. I'm sure there must uh, there must be films. They have to be right. Sure, they, they have to be. I, I let can't me, let me I let me do a Google search. Are they gonna make a fury? Uh, okay, so he's another sidekick. Yeah, damn, show is Miss Marvel. What are they gonna make a? Are they gonna make a movie about Fury? I mean, that that'd be Captain dope. Marvel. I, I, I'm sorry, they need. To. Yeah, um, he's a he's a goddamn sidekick throughout <laughs> the uh 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 the, the uh you know this this phase. He's a sidekick. The most action Samuel gets is in. I want to say it's one of the Captain America films, or maybe it's Winter Soldier or or one of them, where he gets a chance to do a little something. Just a little something. Shit, he won't do but nothing but still, driving around. He used to, but <laughs> yeah, that's see? more than what it is. But that's more than what that's what I mean. A little something. That's more than what he normally gets to do. Look, you want to you want to know still. another sidekick? He put another okay. movie he portrayed a sidekick in? The Incredibles. What's that? Mm. Oh yeah. Frozen. Yeah, oh god. Definitely. Yeah. And he was a wisecracking best uh, friend of the main character yep. who was white and his goddamn family. The kids had more motherfucking agency than, than Frozen. They ain't even show his wife in the shit. They just heard you, know you just heard her complaining and and and, and everything. To the family than he did to his own wife. Damn sure did. 
all you heard was her being a bitch and her being a they quoted one of the tropes the sassy black woman mm-hmm. you ain't going no motherfucking well there's death destruction Corners going on, but I have something that's more important, so you're not going any fucking where. I saw uh, last year, maybe the year before last, that it got as far as the animatic stage. Okay? It was story storyboarded, and there was the animatic stage. Her name is Honey. The character's name, Frozone's wife's name is Honey. And they actually did animate her. They, 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 they or they, it was a storyboard animatic. And uh, they had a whole, a little backstory for her. Long and short is, Long and short of it is, Brad Bird felt that it caused it changed the uh, the run the, the the mood of the film at that point in time, so they cut that out. But you can find that on YouTube, the Honey animatic. I, from, I saw uh, that. Incredible. I saw that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a damn but shame. They cut a clean out of the fucking cut, movie. They cut her ass clean out of the film, but mm-hmm. they kept the the stereotypical aspect of the stereotype, the angry, loud, boorish forceful black woman in the film and you didn't even get the chance to see what she looked like you you want to know uh one another recent sidekick role um the hitman's bodyguard with uh ryan reynolds oh damn i forgot about that but you yeah, know they they one. i think they made two of those movies the second one just came out i think last couple either last year or a couple of years ago mm-hmm. wow wow so is there another actor off the top of our collective head that we can think of who's black who is similar to Samuel in that? I mean, I gotta say, he's in terms of his uh, his his uh, reach and his power and his visibility and his just charm and likable how likable he is. He is uh, probably the, at the top of the uh, at the top of the heap. He can write his own ticket. He, I mean, he everybody can. loves Sam L. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. He was like roles, man. He, he, he had A-list. He, he, yeah. Highest paid actors in Hollywood right now. So. And he does 45 goddamn films a year. Surely one of those films can be, uh, you know, can be uh, more indicative of what he is or what our people are. Surely. Yeah. It, it can be something that's, that's straight to video. Well, what, it wouldn't matter. What'd you say you know, the other day? Oh, hateful go ahead. Eight. Sorry. Hateful Eight. You seen that film? Yeah. Well, yeah, we seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was That was about as close as it was very good. About the closest he came. He, well, he was a main character. He was. He definitely was. He wasn't a sidekick in that film. I can say that. He kicked some ass. But that, but that, was, but that was written by a goddamn white man, Quentin <laughs> <in> Tarantino. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that, that is an exception. It is an exception to what we're talking about at the moment. It is an, now if it's whether it's an exception or not to the rule in general or to the rule. The film wasn't written and directed by a black man or black woman. Sure, well, uh, yeah, yeah. What away. were you gonna say, Mark? What you said the other day that would be a fucking dream come true if Samuel L. teamed up with Tyler Perry for something, mm-hmm. for something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would be. Yeah. And the opportunity is there. Like, they're both massively uh, uh, important people in terms of Hollywood. They both have all the reach in the world. They can write, as you said earlier, Mark, and as you said, Jason, and you, Tone, as well, they can afford to write their own ticket. That's another thing, too. They don't even have to have a, a, uh, an idea in mind in terms of what it could be. It could be a, it, it could be a play. It could be a television series. It could be a comic book series, a series of novels. It could be a series of films. All they would have to announce is Samuel Jackson 
Tyler Perry, United, who's in? Every black person in Hollywood, I'm talking hmm. about for the rooter to the tutor, will be going to, like, you're talking about straight up A-list. Your Denzel's and your Angela Bassett's and your Paula Davis's and your Issa Rae's, all of these fucking people would flock to them. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even have to have it figured out mm -mm. what they were going to nope. do. Mm. Yeah, have everybody creative input put in that. Yeah. To make it work because they will want that to be a success. We have that's to right. back our own to make our own assess a success. That's, that's right. That's right. I'm talking musicians, actors, actresses, screenwriters, props designers, directors, uh, uh, producers, you name it, whoever, who the fuck ever. You say, you put it in big headlight. You put it in bit, a, bit, a big light. You know, I'm off tonight. God damn it. <laughs> you put it in a big light. Um, Samuel Jackson, collaboration. Samuel Jackson, uh, Tyler Perry collaboration. Boom. Who's mm -hmm. in? It could be, like you uh, said, any damn. It could be any damn. Anything. Thing. It could be have a small role in a Tyler Perry movie, and it'll still That's right. be the shit. It would be. It would be. And well, for a change, if, have, if, him, have him written. If not Samuel and Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry and Denzel would be massive yeah. as well. That, that would be cool. That would be huge. Big. Yeah, It would be. Or Tyler Perry, Denzel, and motherfucking yeah. Oh my God. Empire. Empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get them, get them all that, in there. Get, that, right. get, get Terrence Howard. Get Taraji in there. Um, in, in terms of literal empire. Mm -hmm. Get fucking um Viola Davis. Get fucking um get whoever, mm -hmm. man. I mean, they're out there. Get Shonda Rhimes. Mm -hmm. Get them all. They're out there. They're out there. And what you were saying earlier, Tone, thinking about it now. You said something earlier to the tune of uh, we have to back us to improve us. We have to back us to make us successful, right? Yeah. So you, you think about your big Hollywood, your big uh, black Hollywood producers, directors, writers, you know, actors and actresses, you name it. And I wonder about why uh, Shonda Rhimes, for instance, and Tyler Perry have never teamed up. Now I know that the schematics of it, I, I know it's a lot more complicated than that. I know that it's a lot more complicated than that. I know it is. I don't know anything about Hollywood or the business, but I know it's you know, their schedules to, con to consider and there are creative endeavors of other sorts to consider, all of that. But they make everything else happen that they want to do. Yeah, they just gotta damn uh, leave their egos at the door for a little bit. That's right. Yeah, it's right there. Ego. A lot of people have egos, and they, you know, they want to. They feel like they can do it on their own, and that's another reason Tyler Perry don't hire any writers. He's the only writer because of his ego, and he his feel like ego. he feel like he he don't need any help. You know what I'm saying? And that's why all of his shit looks and sounds and the smells same. the same. Exactly. That's my point. It sounds mm -hmm. the same. All of it. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> We discussed. Uh, so, uh, 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 Mark, what's the name of that film with uh, 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 that? Um, and I am off tonight. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Cannon. Oh. So there's a film, She Ball. Mm. Mm. Have you, Tone or Jason, seen the preview, the trailer to that movie? No. It's called She Ball. Uh -uh, I have it. Jason, can you give me the premise of it? Oh, oh I can, well, I can Jason, share. Jason. Look, I can share it real quick. I'm gonna share it. Hold on. Mm. Now this is gonna. 
Okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Hey, hopefully this will be the start of better things, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> well, 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 it's the start of bigger things, man. It's a start of them. It's real. Tell me how you think. Tell me how you feel about it. Tell us how you feel about it after you've seen the trailer. A few moments later. Man, you gotta be kidding me. Man. <laughs> At least it wasn't on my birthday. Thank God it wasn't on. Lee, man. What the? Oh my God. I think that was an apology film, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For his remarks he made in the past, man. There you go. There you go. I think that was I think that was an apology film, man. That's a that's a good that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. What uh for you two, because we discussed this before, uh Toe, Jason, Jason Toe, what is the thought beyond that that comes to mind? When upon looking at that, when you were looking at that at that goddamn trailer, what were the thoughts that were coming to mind? The first thought that came to my mind was um, a white girl couldn't go into an all black setting like that and act that comfortable. A girl that white, <laughs> that blonde, can never go nowhere around that many and that and act that comfortable and do what she did in that role. Talking and, shit to everybody. Right, yeah, everybody. <laughs> and she the only white girl there. What? Are you serious right now? And then they made her the main attraction. Like she's better than everybody else there. I didn't like that in a, in a black movie. It's making that white girl above everybody else there that's black. It's she's, the white, the she's the white savior that, 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 in, the, in this film. The community needs to be saved. The community wow. needs to be enriched, wow. uplifted. He couldn't do it on his own or get other black people to help him do it. You know, they do it together. He had to bring in uh, a, a, a wisp, a willow of a, a white girl who was uh, capable of doing something nobody else could do. Even he couldn't, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't. Wow. I mean, obviously there were other women that were there, uh, black women who were there, right? How come one of them? And she's better than them. How come one of them wasn't, why is it one of them wasn't chosen? You know, Jason, what were your thoughts? <laughs> Looking at that. <laughs> I, I, I seen, I seen the all-star cast. <laughs> I saw, yeah. I saw the Wild and Out crew in there. I, I saw it being a, a crossover success. It seemed like an apology film. It seemed, uh, it, everything that you all said, you know, we have, a film where, once again, there's there's conflict, there's drama, there's problem, and uh, we can't solve it. You know, a community full of beautiful brown people playing a sport that we're awesome in. You know what I'm saying? Her handles must be nice, man. They must have. <laughs> they 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 got her from <laughs> one of the toughest. She, they must have found her at the Rucker somewhere, you know. I don't know. Maybe her father's, uh, maybe he's Haitian or something. I, I, don't know. I don't know. But yeah, just like, like you said, Tom, man, it just it, it didn't seem authentic at all. Man. I mean, just watching it, yeah, to be that comfortable. It, it, it's just like what Brody and Mark said earlier, man. It was forced. It was forced. They tried to make that into a thing and, and, and into a movie instead of it happening naturally. They forced that. 
that shit don't even look real. Come on, man. Really? <laughs> it don't, man. It don't look realistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh the, the promotions for the movie. He had a he had on a um he did an interview on the um on the Breakfast Club and he had a, a sweatshirt uh with the movie on it, Seaball. And the promotion for it was a black power fist, but it was pink. And in the middle of the black power fist, it was a silhouette of the white girl holding a basketball. Dude, the black power weak fist. that makes the black power fist. It makes it weak, turning it pink, and with a white girl in the middle of it. Get out of here. The black power fist is that power. Are you kidding me? And so wow. that's that's more that's more of that inclusivity yeah. uh, in the negative. <laughs> that yep. is in the negative because, like you said earlier, Tone, yeah. it comes off as exactly what is it? It is which is forced, um, and it also diminishes the power of it diminishes our power. So it elevates white people. It elevates this white character, who is, you know, a white person, white people, and diminishes us, our power. All of these uh, famous people who are in this film, you know, Cedric the Entertainer is in there, Marla Gibbs is in there, Chris Brown is in there, uh, all these people are in there, but the center of attention is some unknown white girl, white woman. Exactly, thank you. They got enough of those, like, like why couldn't they do like Denzel did and got that black girl that nobody never seen before, introduce, you know, use this platform to introduce somebody yeah. new we already been talking about lately uh, um, how in Hollywood there's not a lot of new black mm. actors or a lot of black actors and actresses getting jobs mm. anyway. And then you're going to make a movie centered around a, a non-black person? Yeah. Really? They could have found somebody that really knew how to ball too, man. Somebody could have done. Because they're out there. an opportunity to one of us. And don't for real. They are definitely out there. Mm-hmm. So that's inclusivity in the negative. And this is what uh, I was aiming at at the beginning of the conversation or one of the reasons I brought up, I thought this would be a great topic because Nick Cannon, as uh, off-putting as he is, you know, I just find him, I've always found him extremely off-putting. He just comes off like a prick, like an asshole. I just love about him, something about him. So fuck it, he's a phony. Have you ever listened to any of his podcasts? I have not, I have not, and I never will. Uh, they they deep. They I, deep. I, it shows I, a different side to me. I phony man. I take your <laughs> tone. I will take your word on that. We will take your word on that. That one. Oh, you know what? I might listen. I might listen to one. I might listen to one just to see what it see what it is. Listen to the one that got him that got him canceled. With, I heard uh, clips of Professor X. I heard I clip, the the uh, the, the uh, egregious parts of it. I I heard. I've heard. And 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 also before you know, months and years before that, he was putting out videos that were pro-black, where he was doing like spoken word type shit. Um, I ain't listening to those. And, <laughs> and and I was thinking like, yeah, I was thinking like, damn, Mick Cannon got another side to him. But I still felt like Brody said, I still felt like mm, something just don't seem right with this shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that feeling is was correct because he's a yeah he's a fucking the movie <laughs> the movie <laughs> yeah man that that right there pissed me off man it really did I so the amount lie. of i won't go see it 
So the amount of influence he has, the amount of as the younger people or older people now use, the amount of uh, clout he has, he could have gotten that movie made and had it be, you know, we should be allowed to have things to ourselves every now and again. He didn't have to put um, uh, this young white woman who is a relative unknown, at least I've never heard of her before, you know, ever seen anything she's been in, to my knowledge, um, at the center of things. And she has legends like Marla Gibbs in this film. I don't know how big her part is in the film. Uh, it could be two seconds, you know. She's, um according uh, to the synopsis of the movie, she's the mother of Nick Cannon. Okay, well, then she has a pretty considerable role then. Uh, you have Cedric Entertainer, another legend, black legend in America. Um, and various other people. <laughs> it's like a film, you know, who are black. I can't think of everybody's goddamn name at the moment. Phazon. All yeah, of those. You ain't getting away, Phazon. Phazon you in that yeah. shit. Phazon. <laughs> fuck you doing? <laughs> Phazon Love is in that movie. You got uh, so you got phase on love. I know what you mean by that too, more. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so all of these legends, still people who have been at this for a very long time. I mean, hell, Chris Brown is not the greatest actor in the world, but even he's been at it for some years now, you know, every now and again. Uh, all of these people, some of them legends, there to uplift this slip of a white girl. And not only that, like you said earlier, Tone, she is the most proficient in an area where we hold top proficiency in this Thank country. You. So that sort of inclusivity is extraordinarily negative. <laughs> and it, it, it's not, it, it, I think it will make money because it's, it's, it's uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Nick Cannon? It'll make a, it'll make a, it'll make money. Yeah. I can't say it'll make a, a lot of white, dollars, a little, but it a lot make of money. white people to see it and really think that's that's how it is in oh, uh, yeah. these urban areas. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of yeah. Uh, stereotypes. They are gonna think that's exactly how it is. Yeah, it made more. <laughs> Put the right person in that role. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he bailed himself. He kind of bailed out, man. I feel like he just kind of bailed out. Like, yeah, gave up on himself, man. He could have really hired somebody. Really, he could have really introduced. Something. And you look at his page and you listen to him, it's like he's so pro-black, man. Yeah. So woke. He could have found anybody that, like I said, could have really balled and knows how to play ball that looked like mm -hmm. us to play that role. And it would have right. did more numbers than yeah. casting that gown. We would have supported <laughs> it. How, how many of us right now on the panel is going to go watch that movie? Anybody? Nah, I ain't I'm not going sure. to see. I ain't watching that Hell movie. No. It's already Thank out. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Thank you. And see, another thing, too, you know, I sometimes there's no mistaking, there is no mistaking that that girl is white. You know, I sometimes, you know, like, well, you know, she might be another nationality, you know, Hawaiian, like you was talking about, the other girl, uh, the friend of that uh, show that you was talking about. There's no mistaking that she is a white character that is getting the lead role of a major, major uh, uh, production. And at one point, at one point, doesn't she even have her hair doing the trailer? Correct me if I'm wrong. At one point, isn't her hair braided up? I think so. I think it was. Uh, so all of the, this is, you see this a lot when it comes to uh, 
some kind of certain sorts of white people. They want all of what makes us cool. They want to bask in that, but they want none of the consequences of walking about in black skin. Mm-mm, nope. And unfortunately, we have individuals like Nick Cannon supporting that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, he's always come off like a bit of a pr- like a big prick to me. Like like the characters that because normally he doesn't play characters that are admirable in his parts. He play always plays characters that are assholes and that are that are vain, that are full of themselves. And I've always gotten the feeling it's not much of a stretch for him because it's probably who he actually is. Now he could be a person who gives to the poor and 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 donates blood and 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 gives to the American Red Cross in his personal life. I don't know about that. I'm sure I don't know about that, right? But I've always felt that he never had to reach to act. And even on shows where he's not doing much in the way of acting, he comes off as extraordinarily like uh like weirdly fake, like artificial. What's the show that he was uh, hosting? Uh, he was a host on it. Not Wild and I. Oh, that show America's too. America's Got but Talent. A, America's Got Talent. Where he'd always be off to the side commentating. He always seemed like old fake. Uh, we, we all know somebody like that, guys. We all know somebody like that that yeah. we come into contact with who is a really corny, fake motherfucker who pretends <laughs> to everybody, but nobody. You know what I'm saying? We've all known people like that. We all know somebody like that. We've all known people like that in our lives. You know what I'm saying? And that's how he's always come up. But he's made it work for him. It works for him. Yeah. Normally, the individuals who who support him are just as fake as he is. Like, they recognize they're one of their own, you know, which is why people like us are very, we're not inclined to see that shit. If we do see it, if we, if we, if, if any of us sees that film, or if we all see it, the only reason we ought to be looking at it is to, is to uh, rate it, to review it, you know, to keep other people from wasting their time. And also we'd have a ball doing it, you know. Um, so that he has used inclusivity uh in, in the negative. Now, I, w- I want to say something. Mm-hmm. After the uh Nipsey Hustle was killed, Nipsey Hustle was doing a production on Dr. Sebi and you know how mm-hmm. you know the medicines or whatever. Nick Cannon mm-hmm. picked up the mantle and said they can't kill us all. I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that documentary, but I see this she ball. Why you? Why did you put that on the back burner and put this on the front? Like, I, I don't get it. Because the broader audience probably is going to be as interested in in um in in the good doctor's work. Now, if he knows how to market himself and how to market this man's legacy, then and he knows who to get with to be able to do that, then it could reach a very wide audience. I don't know that the majority of them will be white, but he could reach a uh, a pretty varied and wide audience, I believe. Um, this, on the other hand, listen. I want to see whether you, whether you believe whether you believe in the miracles of Doctor Sebi or CB or however the hell his name is pronounced. I can never pronounce it correctly. Whether you believe in the miracles of his work or not, one thing we can all agree on, or if you've ever read about him, or you listen to him or whatever is that he led an interesting life he led an, he led an interesting life and it was he led a powerful life but that a story that's done about him would require a little for wisdom a little forethought you might actually have to read something you know what i mean or or, or research a thing and a lot of people the audience that this movie this 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 shebal film is that audience that's those are the people who are going to read they're not going to read. They're not going to research a goddamn thing unless it's got bright lights attached to it and loud explosions, you know, or something that they can, they feel that they can relate to, like Streetball. 
basketball, uh, aggression, whatever the fuck. So to answer your question, I believe possibly the reason that we haven't seen that film, if he did indeed pick up the rights to that film after uh, uh, Nipsey Hussle died, uh, I think he underestimates his audience, the intelligence of his audience. Not now, not everybody is the individual who's going to go and figure out who who this who this man was. But there are some people who would do it. You might not expect them, but they would go and do it. But it's so it's so much you did it. So it's so much easier to put this put this drek on motherfucking screen and get as many stars in it as possible. I just, I just had a weird thought. Just thinking about this and what's that? No, I mean, I mean, she she is a savior, right? She she was she put up the bread. Did she put up bread to get this gym? I mean, what's, what's <laughs> she got some bread? You know, he kind of, you know, maybe laid some pipe. You know, maybe she had an interest. Oh, you know that they're, they're not gonna lie that shit on the screen. Uh uh. <laughs> Uh-uh, they ain't gonna lie that. Because it because that would diminish uh any pipeline, any fucking would diminish her, it would diminish her purity. It would diminish her mystique. She'd just be another, she'd be just another white woman who's been laid down by a black man. But she could be tough. That'd be even better. He just he just got no brain and got her to fund the neighborhood with this new gym. <laughs> That'd be dope, you know what I mean? He went I, and found this I, chick. Put yeah. some game down, you know, and got her to say the neighborhood. So somebody broke it. I don't think it was her. You know what I'm saying? It would diminish her mystique in the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would. But braiding her fin for here in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Those cornrows look tight. You know what I'm saying? Well, she did have corn, she did have cornrows then, right? I'm talking about Nick too, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, he had to be sitting in somebody's lap on a project step, getting that hair braided. You know what I mean? I, I'm not sure if it was her. Hell no, hell no, I want her to do that shit. <laughs> they're like a Bonnie and Clyde. Like there was some some tense scenes where they about to ride out, and she's, yeah, <laughs> let's go do this. You stupid. <laughs> I got your back. Let's go get them, homie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, it just didn't seem authentic, man. It didn't. It didn't. As much as I'm trying to flip it, man, it just. Mm-hmm. You know, in his defense, though, I mean, he, he, you know, he, he got all sorts of kids right now, man. He got, he got Mariah. You know, she, uh, you know, I guess he got daughters. You know, he, he could have depicted the image of his different family in that mm-hmm. film. You know, daughters. He could have depicted them on film. I'm sure he has more than just Mariah's, Mariah's babies. He could have. Sure, he had some other women, you know, that might have liked to see an empowering female role. That could have been that opportunity. So, I'm with y'all now. I, mean, I, I would have liked to seen a strong, you know, uh, African American female role playing it, especially in a basketball film. I mean, mm-hmm. can't have basketball. <laughs> We can't have anything to ourselves. Dominated, he dominated that sport for the past fifty years. Easy. Nick Cannon exploiting his own people. <laughs> the most, one of the most pro, uh, self-proclaimed pro-black motherfuckers out there. He was really on the Breakfast Club with that sweater, man. 
black yeah, fist. Man. That, that shit, man. man. The black fist should be held sacred and not diminished or weakened by putting a white girl in the middle of it. Come on, man. That weakens the black fist. I'm sorry. It does. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Are there any um, off the top of uh, the collective head here? The on top, off the top of the, the collective head, their main satellite. Are there any black creators that we can think of off the top of our heads who do just as much in the opposite direction? You know, in the positive. Michael B. Jordan, Tariq Nasheed. Mm-hmm. Tariq yeah. Nasheed, guys. I don't know if y'all know this. He's building a black museum wherein we decide who our heroes are. He got people like Dr. Francis Quest Welsing. I went and looked at her work. Amazing, phenomenal. If you have if you don't know anything about it, go look at her. Um, Dr. John Henry Clark. You know, people that went unsung, but they were so important to their people and that they didn't they wasn't put on a pedestal by the white establishment. There were our heroes, mm-hmm. our history, and he's building a museum, but he's catching a lot of flack from white people about building a black museum in Los Angeles. Y'all thoughts? Marcus Garvey is another one. He's, he's one mm-hmm. of these. I hadn't heard of that, but that's what I appreciate you bringing that to bear, man. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know who the guy was. What's his name again? Tariq Nasheed. Tariq Nasheed. Is he an actor? No, he's not an actor. He's an author. He's okay. an author. He wrote okay. and he did those films, Hidden Colors. He did a lot of films about black people and our history mm-hmm. of, of black people and what we have contributed to this country or whatever. He's very, very pro-black. Okay, very. that's awesome. I'm gonna look him up. Wait a minute, didn't he just? Didn't, weren't they just a series of uh, short films that released? Yeah, Hidden Colors. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I've heard. I have. And heard. I got and I got all of them. Okay. By the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm check those. I've been meaning to check them out for a while, man, but just not got never got around to it. But thanks to what it is you've just recommended, I'm definitely gonna gonna dig into those. So Tariq Nasheed, Michael B. Jordan, is there anybody else we can think of at the moment? Denzel Washington, I you know I mm-hmm. can't. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's unless y'all know something negative. I don't, I don't know anything like negative of him. The thing is, uh, number one, he's smart enough not to really talk about his private life. You don't hear him talk about his private life much at all. Right. Mm-hmm. What's the um, director of Black Panther? Ryan Coogler. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Coogler. Yeah, he's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, pretty much everything he's done up to this point and what he will do is very, very tightly focused on black people, the black experience, black successes, black tragedies, black, you know, all of those things. So yeah, he's an mm-hmm. that's the dude named Ta Tanahishi Coach. Yeah. Yeah, he uh yeah, he's fantastic. He's great. And he's in he's he's in film, he is in uh academia, he is in comic books. He is in cartoons. This man is doing it all. Tony, you see coach. Yeah, fantastic. 
Yeah, we're out there, and then there are people who are uh, who are who are dead, who died uh, fairly recently, like in 2011 or 2012. You had I've mentioned them before here um, in the main satellite is a guy named Dwayne McDuffie, who was just as much of a um, uh, an intellectual polymath, I guess you might call him, as Ta-Nehisi Coates is. He was in film, he was in comic books, he was in uh, not literature, what what we might call proper literature, novels, and everything. He was in animation. He was he was doing it all. He was he was a, he was a uh, in education. He was doing it all. So, unfortunately, you're not going to see names like that outside of specific circles, like you were saying earlier, Tone, uh, that are uh, that are that are elevated. You're not going to see it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, you have people like uh, Brian Coogler with uh, with the help of his team, actors, actresses, all. Of he made Disney more than a billion dollars, and his name still isn't up there with Tom Cruise's. Or Tom Hanks, you don't hear his thing to us. It is, but you don't hear it mentioned as uh, as prominently as those. And, 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 no, I was just gonna say, uh, just as an aside, I was just gonna say, man, I, if you go do your history on Disney, they have a very dark history when it comes they to do. black people. Mm-hmm. Very dark, and I don't see how anybody can work with them for real. Mm-hmm. But shit, told every corporation. Anyway. Every corporation in America, I guess you got to pick your poison because every corporation in America has a black ass, dark ass. Like we've gotten shit at all, including some black companies, black owned companies. Mark, what were you going to say? You reminded me of something um, when when we're talking about that Nick Cannon movie of how that inclusivity, uh, how work can work in the negative. Mm -hmm. While we were talking about that, I was thinking about like, uh, do you think motherfuckers like Jerry Seinfeld and um, Matt Damon and um, Ben Affleck are thinking about including us in their projects when they be doing shit. They ain't thinking about that shit. Mm-mm. Jerry Seinfeld got a damn, this motherfucker being like dormant for damn near 30 fucking years. But since he's fucking white and he's Jerry Seinfeld, when he comes up with an idea, motherfuckers are like, "Okay, yeah, come on, come on through." Like, yeah, you got they it. Cool. They, <laughs> they get right out. They 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 hop to it. Mm-hmm. He's got a project coming out where he's doing a movie about uh, uh, the creation of the fucking pop tart. The pop tart. When we got motherfucking black people getting killed in the streets and all types of shit happening all over the world, a fucking pandemic. A motherfucking refugees from all over the motherfucking globe mm-hmm. trying to make it to America. And each motherfucker doing a damn documentary or it ain't even a doc. I don't I think it's like a based it's some on sort a of a bio, like a biopic sort of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some shit. Some bullshit about the creation of the fucking Pop Tart. Do you think any black people are gonna be in that shit? No. Nope. No. But do you think any black people will? If you they think do, it's going to be a silly dude that's not that's non-intelligent. Probably. And here's another question for the panel here. Do you think any black people will be involved in it? No. Do you think any black people were actually involved with the process? You goddamn yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. I believe, yeah. I believe they were. A motherfucker, a black person probably even created a fucking pop talk. Uh, Ain't no I fucking telling. Nah, I, yes. I definitely yes. agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Many's the time we have been robbed, and we all know this. Many's the time we have been robbed throughout the course of our uh, time here in this country uh, uh, of credit 
for these mir these miracles. Everything from medical technology to uh, uh, electronics to uh, you name it, man, you name it. To to uh, uh, wireless signals, food, whatever you want to name. Many of the time we've been named, we've been robbed of credit for the creation of these brilliant, um, brilliant, these brilliant things, tools. You know, do I believe? Do we believe that there was a black man or woman in there somewhere? You goddamn right. That's the same question I asked myself about they the colonel. Any credit. They no, they're not going to get you fucking credit because we never do. They, we never do get credit. Was there a black woman or man around when Colonel Sanders came up with a goddamn eleven herbs and spices? Of course there were. Yeah, nobody yeah. was eating. Nobody. He, got, nobody he was stole eating that. He stole that. He stole that recipe. I don't care. What nobody was eating that motherfucking chicken, and I ain't saying white people can't cook. But they damn sure ain't, they damn sure won't cook that the way we were. White people don't, white men don't cook chicken, period. So where did they get the idea from? Come on, man. Back then, there were, we talk mm -hmm. about back then now. Yeah, they didn't yeah. do no cooking. They didn't. Not unless they absolutely had to. <laughs> right. And when they were doing it, it didn't taste like a goddamn thing. Frankly, I'm a little bit surprised that there's not been a, 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 Colonel, a Colonel Sanders biopic. But there will come a time when there will be a Colonel Sanders biopic and there won't be any black people within spitting distance. And you know, God damn well, when the recipe was created or during the creation of the recipe, there was some liberal borrowing or straight up theft from black people. You know, the big, same one of the, thing. Biggest, one of the mm -hmm. biggest, you know, thefts in history was from our own Dr. Um, Washington Carver the guy who George, invented, George Washington Carver. George, uh -huh. Washington, yeah. George mm -hmm. Washington Carver. He invented peanut butter, but he was castrated as a child, so he couldn't have sex with his his uh slave master's um daughter. That's why they cut. So he he could he his bloodline was cut off and from a child. I just Wait, recently learned that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's real, that's real history. That is real history, sir. I researched it. Go look at oh, that wow. joint, Brody. He wow. was castrated as a child, so he wouldn't have sex with the people that bought him daughter. God One of the, the most brilliant minds in the world. One of the most brilliant minds, and his 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 bloodline was cut off. But you know what mm -hmm. though? The the, the 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 theft comes into where none of that money that peanut butter makes and all the stuff that he created makes none of it comes to the black community. Not mm -hmm. one red dime in our research. Wow. Wow. I read some interesting stories about him, uh, I'd say maybe two, three months ago, but I didn't know that. Listen to his voice. He sounds just mm -hmm. like a woman. So he's he's a he's a pastorati then. What they used what they did to the boys over in Europe. If they did, if they wanted him to be able to sing, uh keep those pitches, they would they would castrate them. Root wow, and stem. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, they would they would cut them root and fucking stem, man. They'd be able to sing. They sound like fuck. They sound like uh, children because they they are never able to you know develop. Um, there's no testosterone. Uh, thinking about that, how many how many more situations have occurred in which we have been robbed of our creations and about yes. Robbed of our creations by white people, opportunistic white people. Mark, there was a, an article that you and I discussed earlier today. Would you like to tell the panel what that article was? 
Damn. Um, shit, I wish I had the fucking details of exactly. Anyway, this this uh this author, this uh it's a woman author. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book on racism. Mm-hmm. And um she wrote it around the time George Floyd got killed. And um of course, obviously she wrote it before he got killed, but it blew up after he got killed and we were having all these protests all over the country and everything. It blew up and sold millions of fucking copies. Um, the title of the book is called, I think, So You Want to Talk About Race. I think that's mm-hmm. the name of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, some white woman created an Instagram page called So You Want to Talk About. She left the word race out, I think. Mm-hmm. And on that Instagram page, she would share um, you know, current events pertaining to racism, you know what I'm saying? Like Karens and police bullshit that was happening, you know, people recording shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and social all, social justice snippets. Yes, no, yeah, what you just said. <laughs> I just got tongue-tied. <laughs> yeah. And she accumulated a, a like over two million followers on her Instagram page. And somebody offered her uh, a book deal. I think they gave her an, an, an advance, but they all, I know they, I know they offered her, her a book deal. Guaranteed. Um, guaranteed. Um, so this, this author who wrote the book was getting messages from people asking, you know, is this your page? Because, you know, it's two over 2 million followers on that page. And they were like, is this your page? You know what I'm saying? Is this your page? And she was like, nah, this ain't my fucking page. So she sent the lady a DM, the owner of the page a DM, and she didn't get a response. And she says that she knew that this was somebody who stole her shit, mm-hmm. you know, because they didn't respond. Um, eventually it came out that it was a white woman who stole that shit and she apologized. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she capitalized off, you know, this woman's work. Yeah. She apologized. Yeah. Damage has already been done. And, 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 the, and the black woman, she says, what did she say? She said, um, she didn't create that shit for, um, people to, you know, to, to, to make social justice clips and feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. you know um she wrote the book and 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 she's been an activist and all this other kind of stuff because she wanted people to to really get involved in changing mm-hmm. what's going on out in the world today but not just scroll through something on social media and feel good about themselves and go out about their day and continue to be racist yeah um so she was, was very offended by the, the woman creating that page and she capitalized off that shit and if she had over two million followers, then her page was her account was probably monetized in various ways. Yeah. She probably yeah. was able to make money. She was yeah. making money, I do believe. Uh, so some years ago in 2004, speaking about that, when I first came to Winston-Salem in 2004, I created a character called Lavender Jack. That, that was the character's name, Lavender Jack. And I created the character um, as a... So when my nephews and nieces or my roommates, nephews and nieces 
children were misbehaving, I would I created this character to kind of scare them, and it ended up becoming a regular thing. So I would tell them stories of the great and powerful, terrible, scary Lavender Jack. You know, I just went on for years. Eventually, I began to write, I'd say later on in that year, I began to write little short stories about Lavender Jack. I'm talking about the character's background, the way the character dressed, the way the character looked, all of those things. Last year, oh, was it the year before last now? It might have been early last year. I, I was going through my followers on, oh, and by the way, I shared these little stories of Lavender Jack. Now, I think this goes back to, just because I shot it. So this goes back to 2004. This character last year, it might have been early this year, it had to been last year, or whatever, within the last year or so. I was going through my friends on um, uh, my friend list on, on Twitter, Twitter, which I call Twitter, and I mm -hmm. came across a page, and on the on the, the profile area was a character called Lavender Jack. And I'm like, hold on, what the fuck is this? What is this? I go to the page, and this man, I don't want to make it too long. This man is a white man. The, I think he said the previous year, he created a character called Lavender Jack, who happened to be black, who happened to dress exactly like my character, who had the background that my character had. This dude began to make comics, and he's making money off of my, it's my fucking character, my character, the character I created. When I confronted him, he blocked me. But before he blocked me, he said, uh, because I looked at the history of our quote unquote friendship, I'd never seen him before. I said, um, funnily enough, I created a character called Lavender Jack back in 2004, and he dresses like your character. He has the same name as your character. His background is your character. So he's, he's even a black man. That's, that's my character. And he said, well, no, I just had an idea. And what I did was, he said, I had an idea that happens to be very similar. So now he's trying to gas like me to let me know that I'm a fuck. I'm, I'm, some sort of an idiot that does, who doesn't recognize what the fuck is going on here. When I went and looked at the history of our association around the same time, at exactly the same time that he began to post his stories of Lavender Jack online, it's when he found me on Twitter, on Twitter, right? And subscribed to my page. And when I brought that up to him, I had to do some math. That's when he blocked me. This white man blocked me. You know what we got to start doing too, Brody? We, mm -hmm. we, we what we don't do too. We got to start doing what you know what everybody else doing, and that's um. That's we got to copyright our shit. Yeah, copyright. Got uh, because yes, and 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 to this day, like a fool, I still put things online. I this is what I'm gonna stop doing effective immediately, because. That very same thing that happened to me with Lavender Jack happened when I was living in Raleigh years ago. My oldest brother, Bromley, had been telling me for years, stop writing things and putting them online. And I'd be goddamn if somebody didn't steal the story. I told both you and Mark about it way back then. Damn near word for word and made money off it. So you would have thought that I would have learned then, but I didn't learn. You would have thought that I would have learned that Lavender Jack was stolen, but I didn't learn. I'm going to stop posting things. And, and if, if I am posted, then it'd yeah. be copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah. Although, from what I understand, uh, the date of postage, the date you post, is deemed proof enough uh, in terms of the, the, the date of creation. You know, but still, copywriting is a great idea. So I said all that to say I'm not surprised 
that this woman's work or this woman's idea was stolen by this white woman. And the truth is, any apology that she gave wasn't good enough. Mm-mm. Because she knew what she was doing when she was stealing this woman's hard, hard-earned, you know, when she was stealing this woman's ideas, her work, her ideas, her words, and the way that they were arranged, whatever. So she's not fucking sorry. And by the way, if she, she had over two million, yes, apologize with your fucking pocketbook. Exactly. With your bank account. Uh, later on, I went online, just as an aside, guys, and I'll leave it alone after this. And I looked up Lavender Jack, because I'm, I'm not that vain now that I'm looking up my characters that often. And in the time since I created the character, there was a strain of weed called Lavender Jack. Here's what I want everybody, I swear to God, I swear it's up there. But here's what I want people to understand. Before I posted the story, when I, when I created the name of the character, this is not an adopted name, it's not anybody I admire, it's a character I created. What I did was I looked it up online. There was no such thing as Lavender Jack. And the years since, there's a there's uh, emerged a strain of weed called Lavender Jack. You also have this comic book, this web. It's, you can look it up. It's a web comic series online. The Adventures mm-hmm. of Lavender Jack. Wow. So I don't have um, uh, uh, a hard time at all believing that this woman, this white woman, wasn't uh, wasn't truly upset because, frankly, the bitch knew what she was doing when she stole this woman's uh, words. She stole what she did. She stole her 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 the spirit of, of herself. She fucking stole it. If you're gonna apologize, you go like you said, that, man. apologize with your fucking pocketbook. And see, I remember you talking about that's, having that too. Yes, oh, he, 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 he years ago. I started in 2004. No, there's not a copywriter. What well, you mean on his? On his, on his, on his, the character is copywritten. They copyrighted the name Lavender Jack, but I have information from 2004 putting it up like where it's been online and it's dated. You should pursue that. You, you might have a legit that. court and, case, and, and, man. Yeah, and yeah, I'll back yeah. you up. Yeah. Um, Seriously. I, I'm going to pursue that for sure. Uh, he said he came up with the character like in 2015 or something like that. That's well over 10 years after I come up with I mean, the exact same character, guys. If y'all don't believe me, y'all can look it up. Look up Lavender Jack. Me. He's got a webcomic right. series online. That is my fucking character. You know? And more of a name. But I'm going to pursue that in some way. Uh, I have to. I have to. Because he's making money off it. Yet, 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 another, yet another situation where a white person comes on, comes upon the hard work or the work whether it's hard or not, is yours. Exactly. Uh, of a, of a black person is created, and they steal it and take credit for themselves, and nobody is ever the wiser. The woman that we're talking about, uh, we were talking about a moment ago, a moment ago, who 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 stole this woman's name, stole this woman's title, Mark. That is a result, I believe, of. That's the dark side of inclusivity, I believe, because. You, making these people feel as if we're all in it together gives them a sense of invulnerability, which means they can do whatever the fuck they want to do, including shit down your throat. Yep. That is another dark side of inclusivity. It is. And I remember, I recall uh, in the article, which you sent to me earlier today, uh, Mark, that the publishing, the publication of this book has been put off but the publication hasn't been canceled. So this bitch still is going to make money. Oh, yeah. 
It's just been put off. It hasn't been canceled. I'm sure she's she's already made plenty of money off of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Off the idea. Uh, inclusivity can be a good thing. It can also be a very, uh, it could be a thing that's detrimental, not just to black people, but to everyone. But in this particular case, to us. That's crazy. Now, among, amongst, within this group, within the hub of the main satellite, all of us are creative. The majority of us are creative in our own ways. And it makes me wonder about how much we put out into the world that has been co-opted or flat out stolen and used to make, uh, used to make turn a profit. Things we would never know about music, sketches, drawings, words, ideas, paintings, whatever, recipes, whatever. Uh, I know speaking for myself, I could stand to be a lot less, a lot less loose about that. And I know we all could stand to be a lot less loose. Just a lot more cautious about that. Because there are those jackals are out there in the fucking world. They're waiting. They're waiting. Yeah. And uh, you know what they're doing right now, too? They listening to the main satellite. That's right. The main idea. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and if you still try to steal this shit, this name, mm -hmm. this platform, if you try to steal it, I'm gonna come after that ass and I'm gonna copyright your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but it ain't gonna be pretty. Mm -hmm. I don't That's give right. a damn. It's a thing. It's a goddamn thing, man. There are people who have heard what we have to say. All of us. Uh, certain expressions, <laughs> certain ideas, the very title of what, what it is we're doing here, the very title of this platform. And I don't doubt that there are people out in the world who are even now thinking of ways to shit all over us. I can visualize a man with a, with a notepad just... <laughs> Scrolling websites, you know what I'm saying? Just streaming pages and just trying to steal content, yep. man. Primary job. Their primary job is just to steal content. It it happens, man, all yeah. the time. It happens. That's been happening for years. Before we can mm -hmm. even copyright stuff. Yep. Squeeze it dry before anybody else can get their hands on it, then drop that shit and move right on to the next motherfucker. Be about our business, man. We gotta be about our business, man. We do, we do, and that's we we do, we definitely do. I yeah, we do. Black people are a fount of brilliance in this yes. country and beyond. We are a fount, an endless fount of brilliance, an infinite fount of brilliance. And unfortunately, uh, too few of us know it, and too many of them know it. Mm -hmm. Too few of us know it. Too few of us acknowledge it. Too few of us. We're. I'm all about not being a narcissistic asshole or a, an arrogant asshole, but there are there are times we need to be aware of uh, uh, your own your own ingenuity, your own intelligence and brilliance. We need to be more aware of that. There is a balance between being an asshole and being too modest. Um, but you have situations where every little thing they do, what Seinfeld is going to do, Seinfeld is going to do uh, a biopic, a pop tot 
pop top biopic like that's considered brilliant is going to make him money though Mm-hmm. And he never questions whether he ought to believe in himself or not. A lot of us are that way too. A lot of us are that way. But I mean, speaking for myself, I could stand to be just a bit more, um, a whole lot more aware of what I have. And I think that goes for a lot of us in this world. A lot of black people. A lot of people, though, honestly, when they talk about oppression, all they're trying to do is survive the day, so they don't really have, you know, time or the wherewithal to look and look deeper or think about other things um, than what we think about. They mm-hmm. thinking about how they gonna, where they gonna get their next meal from. Mm-hmm. And they're brilliant people, but they're worrying about something else. So they, they don't have the time. They can't focus on the extra is what I call it. Yeah. But it's they also the, necessary though. They don't know. have the time to engage, to engage in their brilliance, like to, yep. to, to have a relationship with it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are some of us who do, um, a lot of us who do that, and that's important. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Tyler Perry had a chance to engage in his brilliance, his specific brand of brilliance, species of brilliance, and look at where he is now. Yeah, exactly. You know, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Tyler Perry, uh, even your assholes, like, uh, what's that motherfucker's name? Money Mayweather. He engaged um, in his own specific uh, uh, type of brilliance. So it's a matter of us making time when and if whenever we can, when and if we can. Yeah. And not and not allowing the darker side of inclusivity to rob us of our birthright, to rob us of our brilliance, to rob us of the uh positive outcome, the positive outcomes of what and who and what we are. We can't do that. That woman, um that uh, that 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 uh this woman on Instagram. With the two million, more than two million subscribers or followers, she felt comfortable doing that. Like she felt mm. very comfortable doing it. And with two million followers, you have a follower account that exceeds two million. Odds were very good it was going to get back to this woman. She didn't give a fuck. No, it didn't occur because to her. It, let me point, let me change. Once, once you it get a certain her. amount, you you start making money off that. When you get a certain yes. amount of followers, yes, so she was making time. money off that woman. And it didn't occur to her once she started making uh, a grip of money. Let me change the name of this shit. Let me let me do something different. It didn't occur to her because she Mm-mm. didn't give a fuck. Because that's Mm-mm. not her reality. Mm-mm. She didn't have to give a fuck. She didn't give a damn. Um, she that's was gonna great. keep on that same path. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, nobody the, ain't the, called the, her out. Yeah. Nobody ain't called the 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 author who she stole from had to reach out to her privately. And that's when she she found out the jig was up. She was gonna. She probably did the same thing to her, like what what that bastard did to Brody, and probably mm-hmm. blocked the woman. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was gonna continue. She had no reason to stop. She was yeah. already making money. She yep. was already popular. She was able to. She felt she had the ability to feel good about herself on a consistent basis. Let, and, let, to, and to and to and to let me just say and to and to be held aloft as some sort of a uh, a social justice fucking paragon. Like mm. she had it. She had it. She had it. She had it good. She had it easy. She had it great. Let's name this bitch. Mark. I just want to name this bitch out. Mm-hmm. Her name is <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Natalie. Jessica Natalie is the bitch that stole from 
this great author mm-hmm. named <laughs> mm. she got a name that i can't really pronounce uh, I, I, i'll fuck it up it's uh ajiyama ajiyama olu i'm gonna type it up and see if y'all can damn it's ajiyama it. uh uh olu okay okay ajiyama olu olu was the brilliant author that Jessica Natalie stole from. Mm-hmm. And this article, she was hot. She was furious. She was mad as hell. Uh, the author. Yeah, right. Yeah, she had every right to be pissed the fuck off. I'm not interested in your apologies. I'm mm-hmm. not interested in, in your, your, your simpering homilies. I'm interested in doing what I do, what I've always done. And you didn't try to help. You did it to line your own fucking pockets and to boost your own fragile fucking ego. Mm-hmm. And she apologized. She wrote out some long fucking apology online. The apology would have been not doing the wrong thing to begin with. But if she, she judge man, he a civil, he a civil uh, judge, right? Huh? <laughs> It's Judge Mathis, I said he handles civil cases, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> Get Judge Mathis on the case, man. <laughs> that happens a lot. But when, when inclusivity is, is utilized um, by our people that liberally, it makes these individuals feel as if they are a part of who we are. We share the same history. We share the same uh, fate, the same fates. We share the same lives. The truth is we fucking don't. This film that Nick Cannon, Sheball is doing, this film Sheball that Nick Cannon is doing is just another example of that. I wouldn't doubt this young woman going into the actual real world, because we know how this works, guys, going into the actual real world and feeling as if she is somehow more aware of this specific thing than the average Black person is, whether they've come into contact with basketball or streetball or not. Because we've seen that sort of thing happen in the past. Mm-hmm. They probably made her feel very welcome to cast and crew. I'm oh, sure yeah. they did. Yeah, they did. Probably went out of, the way, out of their way to appease every concern she had to, appease, to, 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 to placate her if she was upset about something to be all about the appeasement. Because that's what we do too often. And she probably walked out of this fucking film off this production and had an inflated sense of uh, self. Yep. That she means just, that that inclusivity didn't help us. Nah, she, no, she she just used it as a springboard. Yeah, for her to help her career. career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I this, guarantee her next movie is gonna be some rom com or romantic movie. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or, some scary movie where she's the, the fucking star or whatever is with an all white cast. I'm sure. I was gonna I was gonna say no doubt with a white leading man or leading friend or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. She would never do another film like she bought. That's for goddamn sure. She ain't got never, to. never. Yeah. <laughs> she she won't have to. You know, even if she's offered it, she wouldn't do it. Nope. Because it, now it's it will be beneath her. Let this film make a good amount of money, and that sort of film will be beneath her. 
let's look at what uh, what's that woman's name who was in um uh, one other thing I want to say, who was in the scary movie films. Now, Tone, you definitely know this. Her name was Anna Ferris. Is that her name? The white woman who was in the scary movie, the young white woman who was the ditzy blondish. Yeah, one who I, was don't, in the scary- I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name though. I know you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Her name is Anna Ferris. Now, for a while, she stuck with the Wayans family, the Wayans brothers, and, and did those things. Um, but eventually she moved out uh on her own. And she did a show called Mom, I believe, for years. Mom, mm-hmm. or you know, I believe that's the name of the, the series. Um, and she became very successful. I've watched a couple episodes of that show. Uh, and she is the headliner, obviously. Not a whole lot in the way of black people on that show. Mm. but she got her start from the scary movie films like that's when her name became like a, a household name and these you know, films were created by black people the Wayans family I just thought about something Brody when you when you say that how many white people that got their start from black people have actually helped out more black like I can't think of nobody Jim Carrey didn't even do it um Jennifer Lopez, I don't know if she did it. And they got their starts from Black people who help them make millions. And I don't see them putting our kind on. They put their kind on. Yeah, Use us as a springboard and then just leave us at the bottom while they go ahead on and elevate on up in their career. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of bringing somebody along that helped, that looked like the people that helped them. That put them on. Bring them on too. Jim, I think about people like Jim Carrey, and he seems to be a decent enough guy, but I don't see him putting us on either, right? Y'all, he's always seen to be pretty decent, pretty good guy, but I don't see him putting a lot of us on now. He could be doing it, we're just not seeing it. But listen, you have the visibility, just like we were talking about Samuel earlier. You have the visibility, you have the reach, you have the fame, you have the money, you got all of those things. Be visible with it if you're fucking doing it, right? Right. I can I can guarantee you though, none of the Wayans family will ever be as well-known as Jim Carrey is. And if nope. it weren't for Keenan Ivory wins, Jim yep. Carrey wouldn't be where he is. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. They still they still don't have the power that he has in Hollywood, and Jim Carrey hasn't acted properly in years. Right. I mean, as soon as he left and live in color, man, he made millions quickly i'm talking about it was a i looked at a little documentary it was like 10 minutes long but he made like 10 million dollars like within one year of him leaving a living color that mm-hmm. that's amazing 10 yeah. million yeah. you think he gave any of it back to the win you know as a as a you know help nah if he, if he did if he did it's unlikely and if he did we don't know shit about it listen now sometimes you need to be you need to be Obviously, clearly, publicly grateful. Now he has paid them a lot of lip service. Yeah, yes. Lip service though, but lip service ain't paying them up for the bills. Nope. Not most of the time, anyway. He seems to be a good enough guy. He genuinely does. But I don't know how many people he's put on who have looked like the folks who put him on. Right. That's what I'm saying. The same that woman that you was that's talking about too. Mm-hmm. Anna Ferris, I believe that's yeah. her name. The same thing goes for her, and, and you can just go down. You can go right on down the um, right down the list. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Those are my thoughts on that. So it can be used, uh, in a good way, inclusivity, and it can be it can be rather used or utilized in a bad way as well. 
good or bad way. I guess it just depends on who's using it, who's doing it, and, and to what to what uh, to what to what links they're willing to go to do it, and and the reasons behind the reasons they're doing it. I guess we won't know, but if any of us happens to become bigger and bigger than life, then we know what we need to do, and we also know yeah. what we don't need to do. Yep. And we also know what it is that we don't need to be pressured into doing. Yeah. Because fuck that. Fuck all that. Yeah, there's there's a template out there. We should follow it. Or if the templates that are that already exist aren't good for us, you know, good enough for us, then fuck them too. We create our own goddamn templates and there move in go. those. There you go. I agree. This this is a template. What we're doing now, the main satellite is a motherfucking template. The main satellite. The main satellite. Y'all can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all that. Spotify. Yeah, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, all that. But um, where, hmm? wherever where you want to be. Yeah, and, and email <laughs> us sometime. You know what I'm saying? At, at the main satellite at gmail.com. Email us sometime. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't any, like, whatever. If you want to be a guest, whatever, mm -hmm. hit us up. All right. Any questions you have, we're willing to at least take a stab at them. And listen, we're okay with guests. We definitely are. Come on, home. This is home. Until next time. The main satellite. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. Yeah. All right, have a good night, bro. All right, Take man. it easy, bro. All right. All right.